on the crown. Princess Margaret told Queen Elizabeth about her relationship with Peter Townsend. And even though Queen Elizabeth knew quite a bit about it, she kind of gave it her blessing until Tommy LaSalle stepped in and said that maybe those two shouldn't be together. Even though the public loved Pete and everything he was doing, they thought he was like a man of the people, things didn't really work out. He got sent off to Brussels and Princess Margaret is declaring war on her sister. So will any of that come into play this week? Let's find out on the Lord of Grantham podcast. Back once again. Yeah, you know, season one, episode seven, it's still going. Still going. <laughs> Closer to the end of the season. I'm, I'm getting excited because I heard episode eight is the one to, to get excited for, and we're that's next. Where do you hear these things? Because I, I don't hear anything about this show. From our counsel, from our counsel, oh. our legal counsel, <laughs> Kevin the lawyer. He's he's telling us, or telling you this. He's telling you secretly, and I, I don't know these things. I could have swore you were around when he told us, but. I thought he said there yeah. was a good one in season two that was great. So maybe maybe there's more. Than, I mean, I'd hope there's more than one really good one. It's not to say we haven't hit it yet, but who knows? Yeah, we'll, we'll see when we get there. So do we have any? Do you have any updates or anything to to discuss? It's been a slow week in terms of Downton and Crown news, honestly, altogether. Okay, I mean, <laughs> what is Crown news? I, I mean, we already news established last week, that we're probably before. not. We're not going to keep this this trend going after this cast ends at least permanently based on what people say about season three so i'm kind of tuned out to crown news unless it's real crown news pertaining Uh, to the show one of my bosses was going to meet prince charles tomorrow but they can't because the coronavirus so that's one thing okay related to the crown i wonder if that'll work its way into the the last season of the crown with uh i think i think it's way far ahead of where the show is going to end up I mean, you never know. They might have to bring it back if she has some epic sort of last run. With Queen Elizabeth, you're thinking like she's going to go on like some run here in their mid-90s? Yeah, I mean, go- look at Bill Goldberg. <laughs> he says mid-50s. It's a huge difference. I don't know. It's I mean, similar to, similar to me. Look at, uh, I don't know. Look at Goldberg. <laughs> I mean, like I said, she was filmed driving a few weeks ago. So, I mean, or a month or two ago. So... Who knows? Maybe she's out on the road just doing donuts and stuff like that, and it just goes go, goes viral. Who knows? Who knows what Queen Elizabeth is going to do? Yeah. Well, on our end, there's a, a few little things to to bring up. I know okay. last week we spent a lot of time talking about our our email from Crystal, the fan of the show, and she responded to my email to her saying, you know, watch the or listen to the pod, and and check out. We really talked about that email last week, and mm-hmm. I think she really did not expect us to do that. And she said she would have toned it down as far as the length. Oh, that's fine. Go all out. And I, yeah, I mean, th- we 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 said it last week. We'll say it again. All the feedback is appreciated. We we take it seriously. And mm-hmm. also, we made mention about how nobody really messes with us on Facebook. And yeah. this week, we we crossed a milestone on Facebook. 
We got like 12 followers now in there. We, we, no, we have 100 likes. Really? On Facebook? That's what it said. And uh, Ross Dov posted on our, our wall and said, yes, my lords, people still use this platform. So <laughs> well, big shout out to Ross and the people that liked us. We got a couple new likes this week. So that is, we are 100. We appreciate the fan love. I mean, it, it's it's a very interesting social media to use. I feel like it, it's lost its function in a lot of ways but i mean yeah dave i see you still like like events and are interested in going to events and it's just like well, i guess there is that function i, well, that's I don't the even only know thing. why i have this that's o- the only app. thing that i use it for right and then i question why i even have this app open and scanning it when i see other people doing stuff on there it's like wait i don't care about facebook well that and and well Bernie i guess Sanders i know where to supporters. find <laughs> yeah yeah i guess i know where to find dave march 14th because you like this one thing <laughs> uh, yeah find me yeah i mean we do have our, our wrestling message board on there which is increasingly deserted as well but uh yeah i know we, we've had some comments from people that are like yeah you know this isn't what it used to be and it's well it's facebook that's facebook gotta find us on tiktok that's where all the kids are right yeah <laughs> lords of grantham tiktok just downton abbey like flossing if that yeah, whatever all the this is what, yeah, dances this is, this is gonna probably reveal our age but really like tiktok is all I can see is just people dancing for the most part. And then that's the most famous people on there doing dancing. And look, I did a hip-hop class for the first time a couple weeks ago. The dances on TikTok are nothing compared to real hip-hop or what wow, real dancers are look doing. look at that. You I'm hear saying. that TikTok? All our TikTok community. Is, is TikTok just like Vine perfected? Uh, well, it's longer than six seconds, so yeah, I guess so. Okay. <laughs> Make it 15 seconds, and there you go. All right, well, speaking of irrelevant stuff... And Speaking of classes, stuff, <laughs> should we jump into the Crown season one, episode seven? Yeah. So the year is nineteen forty, and Queen Elizabeth is learning hip hop at her class. Yeah. <laughs> so, side note: I was kicked in the face within the first five minutes of that class. I was we were just doing basic stretches, and I got cocked right in the right above my my left eye. Well, that's the, you know that's the time to get kicked. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you learn what you're not meant for. Anyways, though. Nothing like that happens to Elizabeth here. No, she just gets like surrounded by a flash mob of little boys in top hats. Yeah, so so this is 1940 in Windsor. She's going to eat in college, and this Queen Elizabeth here, she's supposed to be 14. Uh-huh. Which means, so the show starts, what, 1947, 1949? So she's like in her early 20s. Yeah, I if mean, you, if you're Margaret's tell me that, 23. Right. It's just it's funny with the casting. You look at this girl, she doesn't look 14. She barely looks 11. I know that. And then you're telling me one, this is like Jake Lloyd syndrome. Yeah, you're telling me 8 years later she's Claire Foy like fully formed? No. No, this girl's she's still got to be a, a a child in probably 8 years. She looks so young. It's it's I don't believe the 14-year-old casting there. They should have just done like Walk Hard and had you know full-grown Claire Foy playing 14-year-old <laughs> Claire. I mean, that would Why make not? more sense. She, she's probably closer to the 14-year-old than this little girl. That's all I'm saying. Sure. But the little Children, boy, the, when, the, the top hat boys really sent me for a loop. I thought they were going to like swarm her or something like that. Right. And did they look 14? No. They look like little they top hat like boys. Little 10-year-olds. Ten, <laughs> yeah. So um, anyways, um, what we see is what her early education is, which is all about governing, learning to be royalty. Yeah. And we see the guy, the the vice uh, dean or whatever this character is, mm-hmm. is 
is a, has a crow on a on a on a, a stick. Like how could yeah. how could a fourteen year old learn when there's a bird, a live bird? Yeah, I've, I don't know, Dave. You're more familiar with crows than I am. What? <laughs> the Sam crow and all that stuff. Oh right? yeah, the sun's yeah the sun's vanishing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's the crossover we've been waiting for. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know how you're supposed to learn. I mean, you think about uh, Hogwarts. How many birds are flying around in there? And those kids, what they learn? Crows? There's a not, not crows, but they have owls. pigeons flying around. Everywhere. Yeah, owls. <laughs> yeah, pigeons everywhere. Yeah, I mean, how how much learning those kids really do? Maybe it's the three eyed raven is the thing with the. With now you're just making a Game principle. of Thrones reference that doesn't even fit in, man. Yeah, it it does. It's a black bird. All right, all right. Moving on, anyways. So what we see is okay she's learning about governing flash forward to she's reading a newspaper today and she says something about einstein um that he changed his mind about something and that she doesn't understand it but it seems important which gives you a sense like oh she's missing out on a large part of her education yeah she's missing her like general education she doesn't have her ged yeah she's she's a she's not a school dropout but she didn't take the test to get that ged she's like the equivalent of a star athlete who's like put through the classes just to get good mm-hmm. grades and get out of there. But instead of playing basketball, she's queening in these classes. Right. And also when you're the only student in the class, it's not like they're comparing you to anyone else. You're going to get automatic A's. You're going to pass through. Oh yeah. I, I mean, yeah, that's Liz. Yeah. And you know, before we get into the rest of the episode, I think the way the episode kind of puts in these seeds and then shows it all together at the end or throughout this is one of the more effective episodes in terms of storytelling. Oh yeah, I think as far as uh, timing and 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 the delivery of these characters and the the flow, it really does make you want good things for the characters. Mm-hmm. And it 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 shows a lot about expectations that people have just on a day to day basis. Right, and so you know, there's other threads in this episode, but just to keep on this thing about her education, she, you know. She confronts uh, her mother at one point. Oh, that's a good scene. That's a good that's scene. A good, great scene. Because uh, she's rightfully angry. Like, why didn't you, you know, teach me when I when I was young? Like, I wanted to learn, and you know, the the mom, she just doesn't seem to get it. <laughs> well, she's like they gave her. You know, she. I I don't think that the queen mother thinks she did anything wrong. No, not at all. She sees herself as doing what you're supposed to do, which is teach her how to govern. Oh, yeah. And then she comes up with a great, great zinger about Elizabeth being such a great parent. Yeah, yeah. And and I thought the great zinger you're going to talk about was like, you know, it's uh, a... Was it your sister didn't didn't learn as much as you? (laughs) And it's like, oh, my God, that says a lot about Margaret there and her poor choices and not thinking things through. Yeah, what is her education then? Basic. B A Y S I C K. Sure, sure. Yeah. When when she call, when the Queen Mother calls out Elizabeth for being a, an absentee parent, I like pop big. <laughs> call it like you see it. Because nobody even in Downton Abbey they really don't get called out so much for being absentee parents. But the, the, the difference here though is she's the Queen of England. So it's not like she can just be with her kids all the time. Eh. She's queening. Eh. She's got choices to make. <laughs> there's there's a scene where they just have her looking out a window at her kids. Like, go downstairs. Right. You ain't doing right. nothing. And it's true. They do kind of, they allude to that in this episode where 
the queen's like, what am I actually even supposed to do? Am I even supposed to really make the decisions here? It doesn't seem like it's in my hands, you know? So there's there's a loss of control that she feels here, that, that, or that she recognizes. Um, yeah. And to kind of retake that, she hires a, a teacher. Yeah, Professor Hogg. H-O-G-G? <laughs> I had to look it up at the end because I was like, is his name Hawk, like the bird? Uh-huh. Or is it Hog, like the pig? Or is it some other spelling? And it's, it's H-O-G-G. Yeah. And, uh... He's going to brush her up on some facts. She's going to learn a little bit. Yeah. And that's pretty much the goal. <laughs> Dave, like, see, I feel like I keep saying stuff and you're like, yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the, that's the name of the game in this episode. It just moves. Okay. And Professor, Professor Hogg gives her like a book of, of math and mm-hmm. he has to go, which something happens in the first session. And she like looks at it and it says numbers and... and and letters, you know, like X equals, and she's just like, yep, uh-huh. nope, not for me today. Not I don't today, know any math. Of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Where's the stuff on governing? I can, I can answer those questions. Well, she doesn't think. I don't think she she understands that as learned information, which is something we figure out later in the episode. Right. That, that she did indeed get an education that was fit for her, but maybe it would have been nice to get the basic math and science and history down right she didn't learn about literature philosophy or science those were the key things she knows nothing about yes so the the basic coursework of a middle schooler pretty much yeah but the thing is though so she doesn't know this stuff but even though she was taught to queen it she doesn't have the full grasp of that yet it's kind of it really is something you have to learn on the job because you see that in this episode with uh tommy saying that he's going to be retiring Mm-hmm. It's he's been working for thirty years. He has two deputies that are groomed to replace him, and he's like, it's either Martin or this Michael Adine guy, who are the rightful heir. That and that's her wish. And she says, I want to go with my boy Martin. Yes, yeah, some may know Birdie Pelham. Yeah, finally he's getting his hairlines looking nice. Yeah, and now all of a sudden it makes sense why he was next to Tommy all these previous episodes. Like, you knew what he, he did, but you didn't know why he kept popping up. And it's like, oh, because he's the heir. Thanks for explaining that to us, Crown, seven episodes in. He's in the gang. You know, he's in the... The, the, <laughs> the LaSalle game? Whatever you want to call them, that they're, they're kind of wranglers and, and planners. They're like his personal assistant slash advisor. Sure. Yeah, that, that sounds... There, there is advisory. Um so anyway, she makes the decision of, well, I want to keep Martins because he was with me before and I like him. And that ain't the right choice. If you're a proper queen and you learned, you know that ain't the right choice. You got to go with what's been in place. And what's that, worked. That is not Martin. That is Edine. Yeah. We don't know anything about this Edine guy other than like, I guess he's owed the job. Yeah. Well, then look, Tommy is like, she, so the queen tells Martin, independent of Tommy, that he's got the job. Uh-huh. And then Martin is strolling with his wife, and they decide to cut down a tree. Well, they don't cut down a tree. No, they see that there's a tree outside the window, and he says, I will lightly suggest for them to do something about it, because he doesn't want to upset anyone. He recognizes it would not go over well to say, let's cut down a tree. And what do they do? They, they, well, they trim he, the tree. The limbs get cut. Well, I don't know if it gets cut so much as he, he makes a suggestion and the word makes its way back around to Tommy. Well, Tommy says that they're cut outside cutting cutting the limbs off the tree. Oh, the uh, Adine tells Tommy that? But Tommy I notices. Think. He looks out his window. He says the tree outside my window is getting trimmed. <laughs> what is it, like the Simpsons? The tree is getting uprooted or whatever to uh, uh, the Shelbyville? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me back my tree. <laughs> 
and the it, it, LaSalle says, like, didn't you, did you make a comment about a tree? And, and Martin's like, yeah, he's trying to uh, deny, 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 deny. It's kind of funny. Tommy's a little bit of a sassy dude, low key sass. Cause he, whenever things don't go his way, he makes sure he gets it to go his way. Cause he thinks it's right. He's a little bit of a crybaby. He's a little bit of a Mr. Carson. A little bit, a little he's bit. A little, he's, he's a bit more of a, uh, stop whining, dude. Yeah, he's a little bit more of a, a, a military-esque Mr. Carson. Yeah, that's fair. And so, so this confused me. Uh-huh. So the queen wants Martin, and Tommy says, no, Martin, you should stick with the tradition. And the queen's like, but I'm the queen. I should get what I want. How does it end? I didn't. It wasn't clear to me. I, it, it, so it did that thing that annoys me with Netflix where – they leave a cliffhanger that makes you want to push play in the next episode. So it's like a Dean gets called up to do something or, and I assume maybe it is to take the job, but they don't make it clear. He just walks through a door to another room and it's like, why don't you resolve that this episode? Since that was a storyline playing. Well, that was, that, that was a, a, another play on expectations, I think. And it had something to do with another very brief subplot. What do you mean a play on expectations? So since this, this has nothing to do with the rest of the episode, right before the episode ends, Philip, Prince Philip returns from some outing. Right. Did you notice how he was missing this whole episode? Yeah. Oh, I did. And he comes in in this yeah. final ep- final moment, mm-hmm. and he's he's waiting for Eisenhower to show up because they think he's going to show up, but nobody told Philip that Eisenhower's not coming. So he's right. all dressed to the nines, and he's a little tiffed at his wife, and then he starts laying down the Mac. And she's... I mean- she says, Elizabeth is like, hey, I got a meeting coming up with Nadine in a minute. So I, you, whatever you're talking about, it's not going to happen. And then Martin, or rather Martin, geez, Prince Philip says, you know, you've seen this, this butt. Like, you know, you want this right now. Why don't we just hang out? And he like, he says, let's Netflix and chill. And then they smash cut to Nadine waiting outside the office. And they're like, yeah, the queen's not going to see you today. Oh, is that what, what happened? Yeah. I, I so, thought she so, said he, he can come see her. Yes, he said postpone it until tomorrow. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And he says, because gotcha. the queen is stroking. Man, come on, man. <laughs> she, hey, she, got, she got kids. We know it's not with the movie the first time. I was surprised. Uh, and it's funny how they have Prince Phil choose his words so carefully because he says, like, you know, you can either put on stilts and be this tall woman that I see, or you can get on your knees and it's like oh man i can't believe that Dean believe- walks out to the what's george, that you know arrested development george michael walking away with that charlie brown Christmas oh because he's sad with his head he- hanging in shame yeah yeah i guess so but um I'm, it's blows my mind that you know you hear these stories of queen elizabeth watching the crown and you can only imagine what her horror was watching that scene of Prince uh, Prince Charles, not not Prince Phil, no Prince Phil, Prince Phil telling her to get on her knees and like, what does Queen Elizabeth think of that? Like, man, they're really showing my husband as some horn dog, huh? What if he was? Well, we don't know. And then she's well, maybe then in real life, Queen Elizabeth is like, that's my man. Maybe she was a script consultant. She was not at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I, can, I can assure you that. No, she has issues with the show. They didn't listen to her notes. 
yes, that's why she has issues with the show. Um, so anyways, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens with Martins and Dean, but it really does, it, the horror, her conversation with her mom where she felt like her, she, you can see how she doesn't feel like she's in control of her life at all. She's given no power, how it manifests itself in her really making a point to have Martins be her man. Like she wants to make that call. Like, this is my choice. This mm-hmm. is my decision. And then Tommy LaSalle brings up a name that, that is oh so familiar as far as foolish royal moves. He right, says, the, he, he says, your, your uncle, he started making these little decisions, changing things just a teeny tiny bit. And look what happened to him. Abdication, baby. That's that. LaSalle is coming in hot in this episode. He is, he does not want to leave without getting his way and keeping the norm. He's got a little bit of sass, man. He, he, he wants to smoke. He does. But, you know, I don't know. Did he get his way or no? I don't know. I don't know. I wish they kind of put a button on that because it would really tie up this episode really well if it really showed. Yeah, and I, I wasn't sure if it was something that I should rewind and watch again. But it's it's yeah. It it I don't know if it is implied that Nadine has the job or Nadine whatever his name is has the job by that last scene that he gets canceled or he they're telling him see you later. I guess we'll find. Hopefully yeah. we'll find I mean, out. I mean, I guess it wasn't essential this episode because it really does show uh, Elizabeth making putting her foot down on some level. And and that is the main storyline of this episode. Yeah. And that's good for Liz. Yeah. So let's get to it. Get to it. So, uh, some bombs went off or being tested. Some H bombs. Yeah. So, uh, Churchill's got to meet with uh, Eisenhower to discuss this, but he doesn't want to go by himself. He wants uh, somebody to go first, right? The, the foreign secretary to go with him Because Anthony Eden, his boy, is the it that, yeah, the guy that tries to overthrow him earlier in the season. Yeah, they need to have negotiations and stuff, and they're worried about Russia. They, they, they respect Russia, and so they want to be careful about you know how to approach them about this whole thing. So, Anthony Eden, the foreign secretary, he's on the plane over there. They they have to send him over there because, uh, they just know he can he can handle it. Yeah, and and how did you feel knowing that there was a scene that took place in America? I don't know. Well, the funny thing is on the plane ride there where he's having some issues. What What is he popping in, the, in his arm? Is, are we literally supposed to think that's heroin? No, I don't think so. He's not getting high. Well, or morphine? Or he's just getting injected into his veins right there yeah, on the plane? Maybe or? like insulin or something like that? It's so funny because he's like, he's fi- fading and he just like has this whole thing prepped out. He, he pull, pulls up his uh, sleeve and he's just like, inject me, man. Find <laughs> the vein. <laughs> Find the vein. If I'm ever fitting like that, Dave, you just gotta find the needle and just inject me with it right there, man. Find the find right into the heart. Nope, just put it in my arm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he he's he seems to be doing fine. Because the thing is, they were saying like, isn't he a little ill to be going over there? He's not healthy, and they're like, no, no, no. He's the only guy who can handle this. Just send him over there, anyways. Injected in my vein, and then and then the plane starts to crash, and then it's just like, oh man, we shouldn't have sent him over there. And then they, uh, they have him at the wherever FBI or whatever foreign office he's at, and mm-hmm. he's passed out. And the 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 Americans are walking out and saying, "Isn't this guy a representation of England as a whole?" And then they look and they notice the yeah, track faded. mark. Once he's, powerful he's nation, he ain't that anymore. Yeah, he's got blood trickling down his arm. 
We've all been there. I do like that. That is this. You know, it's so weird because Downton never never made the jump over the pond. No, they made Giamatti show up there. But then this one, we have Anthony Eden, a guy who has been on the record as being a sort of antagonistic character in America, passed out with liver failure or something like that. Gallbladder, but gallbladder, gallbladder, yeah, not liver. It's it's I mean, very it, it, it's very telling of of how little this show really cares about anybody that's not the main four or five characters. I mean, I, I didn't read it that way, but this is the equivalent of the newspaper reporter or the weather reporter. It's like, do we really care about Anthony Eden? I kind of like. I enjoyed it. Also, they weren't really in America. That's just, it's just clearly a set that you yeah, know. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's just the the story. Down Downton Abbey could have done a set too. Well, we I'd like to. Giamatti like, singing and dancing in New York. Still, no, I, yeah, I think you're looking at this in a weird way, man. It's literally on a set. It's not like they're going to America. It's not like they paid money to no, feature them in America. No, but it's the story. It's the story. That's fine. It's fine. They just sit there because I liked how it played out. Where okay, this guy's holed up in the hospital and he's like, "I gotta get a new gallbladder." Sorry, Churchill. And Churchill's like, "You can't do this." <laughs> and, uh, and they have the weird phone conversation where where Anthony makes. Churchill say that he needs him. Uh-huh. Which uh which is a bit of a struggle for Churchill. A lot of a big bit of a struggle. It kind of escalates and the the sound drops out of the show. It gets into this ringing sound and he's stroking. He strokes out. <laughs> yeah, Churchill strokes out uh because uh Eden got the best of him, you know? And I do like that they they briefly mention that they are like rivals, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they do help each other. Right now, if only that relationship was established in the previous episode with Anthony Eden, where he's trying to usurp Churchill. Mm-hmm. Like we're just supposed to be cool with this. I mean, is is I, to our our British followers and friends, is this a thing that was like known in the history books that this guy did not want Churchill there? Because as an American viewer, this is... I'm pretty sure it is, man. No, I'm, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. Because like, there's a concerted effort to get him out of office. I, I don't okay. think that's made up. Well, I mean, that would be like, it would be like if we knew that, that Joe Biden was trying to get Barack Obama's seat. And then in this moment of weakness, they're like, hey, man, we need each other. You know? I didn't read it like that. I don't know how you're, you... I feel like you're reading a lot of this differently, but... What? Did you think... watch the episode where Anthony Eden wants to take... He sits in Churchill's chair. Oh, yeah. Chair. Yeah, but I don't think you're... They're saying I we need each other in this episode so much as it's an understanding that they have to work together. Yeah, but there's... Churchill literally... Eden makes Churchill say, I need you. Those words. Right. Because Churchill's desperate in that moment. <laughs> I don't think it's because he actually needs him. He just knows that he's best to manage the situation and also that he's not going to be doing well because he then strokes he strokes out i i just think it's very interesting that they don't put more emphasis on the fact that they're like frenemies we have seven episodes to do this i think we got enough of that i think we understand we're talking about it right now i think they've done enough of that more of the enemies than the friends but i will agree to disagree i don't i don't see them as friends at all (laughs) i see them as co-workers that agree to work together Yes. But do you say I need you to your coworkers in a moment of desperation? Well, I mean, if I'm about to stroke out, I think so, I yeah. Think, I don't think Churchill was planning on stroking out. He's going somewhere south, and he does. Oh, yeah, he's he's not in a good spot. I, I mean, anytime any of us are, like, 
heart is pounding in our chest and we're about to, to pass out, I'm going to be like, yo, I need you. Can you do this for me right now? Well, it kind of works the opposite way because they, they don't know who Churchill's going to stroke. Eden, Eden sitting in Boston just probably hanging out with the boys, drinking some Sam Adams. Little he's even he antagonizing. Know. He's even antagonizing Churchill. I mean, aside from antagonizing to say those words, he's just like, "Do you think I'm going to go to this meeting, man? I'm going to do this here in Boston. There's better doctors. I need this, dude. Like, I, I need a new. I need a new gallbladder, man. <laughs> yeah, you know how tough it is to get a gallbladder in London. Real it's tough. Because <laughs> all you got your fatty diets over there, as opposed to Boston, which is a historically fit city, right? Oh yeah, I mean. If you watch Cheers, you just know that to be true. Yeah. There's descendants of Cheers that are operating on, on old Anthony. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. So anyways, Churchill's holed up in the bed. Yeah, he had the stroke. And so Eisenhower's now going to come visit London. He's, he's going to take care of business that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, though, uh, what, what's the case? He, he tells just, the queen that he has a cold. Right. So he can't make their weekly meeting. Mm-hmm. And what, what is it that... So, but there's something that motivates Churchill to get out of bed. He gets so excited. It's, uh... I'm looking through my notes. Yeah. Is it the... Is it just the... the where, where did I... How far in this episode did the second stroke happen? Yeah, I can't remember. Is it something about him having to step down? I'm not 100% sure. I'm think I'm I'm looking through my notes and I I I don't know exactly where this second stroke happens. But either way, he has a second stroke. Yeah, he's he's going to he has uh, he has a couple two or three strokes. Uh the second time cuz he's trying to leave the bed. He's like I got to get ready for Eisenhower. I got to be ready and his wife is like don't do it. Don't don't do it. You're stroking and then he's like can't I'm do doing, it. Got, got, I'm doing me. I'm doing, doing it. fine. And then he has, yeah, he has it again. It's like how many, man. Um, so, anyways, it turns out that Eisenhower can't even leave America due to. Oh, it's when price. they find out the news that Eisenhower's coming, and he's like, "I'm ready to go. I'm good. I'm gonna stand gotcha. up, and I'm gonna." And then it's gotcha. like, "You ain't ready." So we jumped a step ahead there for a second. Literally, and it didn't work. He fell. Yeah. When an old man falls, that's some damage too. He could have cracked a rib. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever, by the way, you know, I, I did Churchill. like the storytelling. I did like the storytelling uh, of when Eisenhower is supposed to show up. Uh, Elizabeth is talking with Hogg of you know interests of Eisenhower, so she can maybe have a conversation with him. And she's smart enough to think like, oh, he was baptized recently. And then like, how was or, or how was that done? Was it in the water or was it full body or was it a dunk or whatever? And you can see her formulating how she could have a conversation with this guy that isn't revolving around H bombs or the industrial military complex, which she may not be familiar with. Yeah, and what is that? What do they talk about? Uh, golf is that one thing that he's into? With the hog, the hog brings up some of his hobbies and things that he's interested in. She she's trying to find the the mm-hmm. strings. Right. Which yeah, that, that's good storytelling. Yeah, I think I do think Elizabeth's arc in this episode is very, very appropriate. So, anyways, Eisenhower isn't going to show, and this is the one thing I, I wasn't clear to me on, was it that he wasn't going to show because something he got busy over in America, or it, the scene follows immediately after um, Cecil says, 
well, we're going to have to really go deep in this in terms of figuring a way around this. And so I wonder if they concocted the excuse that Eisenhower can't make it. I think they concoct, they, they concoct the excuse to send to the queen that like mm-hmm. he just has other things going on, but they cancel it. Yeah. Because they essentially ask the queen to host this. She doesn't have any power in this decision-making process. And it's funny because she, she had just to hosting. go somewhere. She wanted to go somewhere too, I think. She wanted to go to like Sander, 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 Sandery Cam. Oh, I didn't I take no, note of where she was. Or she was writing something. I don't know. She or she wanted to do something, but she couldn't all of a sudden because he was coming. Uh. Anyways, though, her whole plans to replace Martin or to get Martin's uh, job instead of Adine, Mister Salisbury shows up. Lord Salisbury. Yeah, this guy who is now uh, Churchill's right hand man, one of Churchill's uh-huh. inner circle. Right. And she thought he wants to talk to her about this whole aid situation. And so he starts talking. And then he just reveals that, you know, Churchill had two stroke, uh, two, two strokes. And, and they told him to keep it a secret, and he didn't. He, 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 he wants to get out in front of this rumor. If this is like a wrestling crowd, they'd just be chanting, you effed up, you effed up. Because he totally effed up. Oh, he absolutely did. Yeah. So... Elizabeth, she's not sure what to do. She talks to Hogg, and he gives her advice. You should dress him down like a nanny would. Dress him down. Yeah, because that's all. Bo- that's all men want is to be treated like a treated like a little boy. That's not true. <laughs> and then we see we see a, another montage of like the queen, the little light bulb over her head. She says, "Find my notebook." Mm-hmm. And then she sees the line about how the queen answers to God. And represents the people. And you need to be true to the queen. Yeah. And she calls in... Calls in old Winston. Well, she calls in Cecil first. And oh, she, yeah, so yeah. She tells him, never trust a Cecil. Deeply unfair. Perhaps not. <laughs> she says, I know what you did. I know what you did. And you, your name is Cecil. Get out of here. And he just kind of just... He's like, oh, no, I messed up. <laughs> Get me out of here. And then, then uh, Churchill comes in, and she she treats him like a little boy. Yeah, she's. She, I mean, I think she told Cecil that they bamboozled the crown, and that's essentially what she's letting Churchill know too. Yeah, she felt betrayed. She felt, you know, she thought that they had a real relationship. Now, this is a real personal relationship here. Yeah. Now, did you think uh, Churchill was going to stroke out again <laughs> under the pressure of being talked down to by the Queen? I didn't. Th- I don't know. That'd be one too many strokes to have, <laughs> have in, in a week, man. <laughs> if he if he had one more stroke, it would be death. Right one there. is one too many strokes, let alone two or maybe three. People have two or three at a time, you know. If the woman got hit by a bus, we could have faked one more stroke. We could have worked one more in. Yeah, I mean, what other medical work is really going to show? Someone prove it wrong. Yeah, you, you just you know who cares. Yeah, but she doesn't want to lecture the wobbly Churchill, and and he's crying. He's really, he's really sad about this. And he he brings up his resignation. He says maybe it's time for me to call it a day. Because you've you've fulfilled your role. You've become a queen. You know this is what I was supposed to stay on to do. You know fulfilling my duty to your dad and help you become who you are today. And she's like, but you're my friend, bro. Like why you got to do this to me? I thought we were cool. Yeah. Uh, I do like the way she phrases it though. Like tell him, you know. Please consider my rank and and not my age or gender. When, yeah, you know when my you're talking office, to me. Not my age or gender. Yeah, 
And like he's where he's where he's got to step down, but this story ain't over yet. We got to get to the end of season one. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, they 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 hearts mend, and, and this is going to mend too. This hopefully, yeah, I, I don't so, see why not. Yeah, they're they're going to be on the same page. It's a nice moment of like what you got. What you got here is bigger than the government. It, it's real love. It's friendship. Yeah. It's, not, it, it's like Doc Brown and Marty McFly. I guess so, or, or just any mentor-mentee relationship. It's not yeah. going anywhere. You, you can have Prince, you can have uh, Professor Hogg, but there's only one Churchill. Well, I mean, Professor Hogg is doing the Lord's work. He's the he's like the magical teacher who like lets her know just how pr- good of a to say person she is every time. Uh. But yeah, she gives him her, her blessing and forgiveness to Churchill, and like, you know, don't do it again. Don't cross me. Yeah, don't stroke out again, chosen dude. By God. Yeah, remember God and me. Um. So yeah, I guess the only thread that's left is uh, who's the right man. I do like that when Prince uh, Phil shows up at the end. Yeah, I just been at the airfield, you know, with the boys. I'm doing down at the roles. Hall. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, just having a, having a fun old time. Well, we know who wasn't his, his uh, flight teacher this week. It wasn't Peter. Yeah. Speaking of He's that, gone. what the heck? Where were they? <laughs> yeah, all that drama last week with Margaret and Peter, and it's just like, bye. If this show was on a week-to-week basis, like the Entertainment Weekly review of this week would have been a thumbs down because all people want to know is more about Margaret and Peter. They don't even get mentioned. I mean, maybe there was just a you know a, a rough patch at that time, and they just weren't in their lives. They weren't talked about. I mean, well, you know, like Margaret declared war last week, and we don't even get her to show up. You know, sometimes it takes planning to yeah. get around to that. Yeah, <laughs> and she's not wearing the crown, so thusly she's not the title character. So maybe we yeah, just all we get is that all we get is that one telling reference to her sister, who's just not educated. Yeah, I was a little I was a little let down, but you know. May, we'll find out more, I guess. We better. Yeah. So, Dave, was this a was this a good episode? It was. It was fun. All of the the old people passing out was silly. I thought it was a good thematic episode. You know. Yeah, and I, I like I like the concept of meeting expectations versus subverting them versus choosing from your heart versus what's expected of you. And also, I just, I just like I feel like the episode doesn't specifically. Uh, outline what's going on here uh you know you you just perceive it from the choices she's presented it with and whether she has the you know the self-will or whatever to make those uh choices and, and you know make the right choices yeah and and the slow revelation that she did learn valuable information was very cool yeah because i do like do, it's not like etiquette classes she's taking she's actually learning how to to handle her role which is a very unique role in the world right because you can take all these classes where they they teach you you know how to govern and, and be a queen and stuff but as she kind of says in this episode, episode there's a lot of interpretation of her power so it's just like you have all these powers and then it's kind of up to you what to do with them with great power comes great re- responsibility essentially yeah um yeah uh the episode title is uh, Scientia Potentia Est, which translates to Knowledge is Power. Look at that. Look, yeah. at, look at you doing that work. Smart. Well, Dave, as, as is 
become traditions with this episode, guess what did not happen this episode? Hog. Yeah, he never existed. He she never consulted the professor ever. Uh, and also she actually had a better education than the show uh, alludes to. Uh, it probably didn't include uh, science, but she was trained to follow news and politics and just probably aware of what the industrial military complex is. So when okay. they cu- catch her flat-footed that she doesn't know what that, that is this episode, that's that probably is false. And, uh, and I mean, I, I, I get it uh, gets at the big idea that she's not educated really kind of, I, I get it, but it also kind of makes her seem dumber than she, than Queen Elizabeth probably is. Yeah. So uh, they, I do think they, they want you that, that punch at the end to, to reveal that she did learn information that is valuable, but it didn't mm-hmm. necessarily hold the weight because she still doesn't know math and science. Right. Right. When in fact, she probably does know how to do two plus two at least. Yeah. Yeah. She drives a car, people. Come on. She's not that dumb. Yeah, she served uh, in the in the war. Like she has that knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. She's also wise enough to let someone else watch her kids. It's great. Yeah. She's looking <laughs> from the window, just doing her work. Uh-huh. But uh Yeah. Well, hopefully we get more Prince Phil next week. You know, he the way he kind of just strides in at the end. I almost wish we didn't even have him have him this episode. Oh, he's like, he's you, a scene stealer. He needs to be there. I guess so. I guess so. And he proves he proves that he proves a point. He comes in. He says, "I'm I'm, I'm let me distract you from this world you're living in." <laughs> yeah, she needs it. I got this. I'm Jack, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Take a look at my butt. All right, let's get to these power rankings. Yeah. Who do you have on the bottom? Number three, I got Churchill. Churchill. Okay. Why is he number three? He only had two strokes. All right, fine. <laughs> Could have been worse. Well, at number three on the bottom, I have Churchill's pal Anthony Eden with his 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 freak accident in Boston or in America. Oh, I think he's getting. I think this is, he's getting the healthcare that he needed the whole time. So I think this is an upgrade for for Anthony well, this, Eden I mean, being over I, there. I do think he makes it out getting without getting the verbal beatdown from Elizabeth, but he he would mm-hmm. he would have been in that room if he was still in the UK. Sure, that's true. Well, who who do you got at number two then? Uh, I got Cecil Salisbury. <laughs> Never trust a man named Cecil. You get, you that, that, he gets dressed down. That smackdown. And he doesn't get any you know warm feelings from Elizabeth, so he he really gets the the worst of it. And he 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 gets caught. Yeah. Well, my number two is either Martin or Nadine. Whichever one doesn't get the job. We'll see you next I week. I can't. Like I was so uncertain going into this that I just had to. You know, I, I got it. We'll find out, but it will be established next week who gets those points, negative points. Yeah. And who's, ne- who's yeah. negative ne- negative three? Who's your worst? Tommy. Tommy. He's he's stepping down. He's losing his power. He's retiring. And you can, yeah, he's retiring. He's not going to be important anymore. And also, he's kind of you can already see him losing his influence with Elizabeth being headstrong for uh, for Martin's. So, Tommy, bye bye. So a man is going to retire. And probably go on to, to not worry about this anymore. He lost his tree too, man. Some Come limbs. on. The whole tree didn't get uprooted, just some limbs. Okay. Well, my number one is the guy who had two strokes. <laughs> he he overcame him. Yeah, but he tried to con his way through the whole thing and he got caught he got called out like a little baby boy. <laughs> and then the moment the moment where his wife is like, wait a minute, she doesn't know any of this. He he's this boy is put in his place. Him and his big boy diapers. Yeah. Well, 
He needed one more stroke to land on the top of my <laughs> list, but uh, I, I can get it. All right. Dave, who's, who's moving up for you? You know, the scene stealer. One scene in and out, he gets his stroke. Prince Philip. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> just him and his fly boys getting, yeah, getting just, wild out he's there. Hanging. At least you know we know what he's doing on the on the the cuff of the show. He shows up. He, he gets his wife to calm down. And that's mm-hmm. it. Okay. Well, I got I got Foreign Secretary Anthony Eden at number three. He's got good health care. He's got good health care over in America, and he gets Churchill to say he needs All it. All right. You can have that one. Health care is important, okay? <laughs> number two, Dave? I got Professor Hawk. He doesn't exist. He's not real. It doesn't matter. He's a thing we have an imagination. I'd love for there to be like some retcon at the end of the season where we just see Elizabeth in this empty room. Uh, talking to no one and just educating herself. Yeah, and, like, and we find out in the fog like this... that, that Churchill just like wanders for after somebody that doesn't really exist. <laughs> and then there's typewriters just printing these stories about the about Margaret on their own. There's nothing there. That looks like Fight Club, but everybody's got multiple personalities. Yeah, all of London. Yeah. Well, who do you got at number two? Um, Not for fictional professor. Hunter. I got Martins. Who? I got Martins. Even if he Martins, even if he doesn't get the job, it's nice to be wanted, he just, and he's he wanted. That Downton Abbey rub. No, he's just wanted. He's wanted by Elizabeth. I like it. Yeah, did you think for a second there? I like. I was, it wasn't clear to me. Martins was a married man, but with Prince Phil being gone this episode, I was like, could something happen between her and Martins? No. Not that the show would go that. Martin, I, I don't Martin, know, man. He's a bum. Martin. <laughs> yeah. So number two. Well, number one's pretty obvious. It's the Q- QE. It's the Queen. Queen Elizabeth, baby. Liz. She wins this one. You talk down those those old men. She learned today. Yeah, in more ways than one. Yeah. So, hopefully she gets more of these number one spots. She needs them. I mean, the show is named... The show's about her. That's and true. We, we need to make the real true. life Queen Elizabeth satisfied with the content of this Netflix show. Oh yeah, I can't, I can't wait for her to tune into this podcast. <laughs> Who know? We we get shot if she turned into the tune into this podcast. Oh, absolutely. Like like I said, we we're going to be banned from England. Yeah. So much for going to the Airbnb at Highclere. I with the way the world's going right now, Dave, it may be a while before we get anywhere. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, on that note. Keep it. We got the same social medias every yeah, week. You know, you know for a fact we call you out if you do it. So hit us up anywhere, anywhere, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, bring the smoke. We want the we smoke. We do. We do. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, Lords of Grantham at gmail.com. Leave us a five star review on iTunes if you so choose. Yep. Anywhere else on your your podcatchers of choice, just make sure you subscribe. If you're not subscribed, you're listening to this. I mean, why? How? Are you manually doing this every week? Are there people that are manually looking for us every single week? People are getting the transcripts read to yeah, them. Of you know, this. who knows? That could be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with all that, we'll be back next week. Three more, two, eight, nine, ten, and then we're we're breaking it down. Yeah, let's go. All right. Let's go, baby. Until we meet again. <laughs>